Good morning. We're so glad to be here. It's been three years since we came last time. And uh, we wanted to, first of all, introduce us, because three years is a long time. So yeah, uh, I'm sure there's new people here. And we want you to know uh, who we are. And we want to thank you for all your support and help through many years now. And we are Monterey Christian Mission. Uh, next, please. And three years ago, we came with a dream, with a blueprint about a clinic that we wanted to build. We had no money, just a blueprint and, and faith. And we presented that to, to several churches, and you were one of those. And you helped us. And God provided. Next. And we were able to, to have this dream made. The architect said, this is how the, we want the clinic to look like. It's in Sandia which is a rural area, um, four hours south of Monterey. Monterey is the capital of the state. It's a big city. It's about five million people. And, and Sandia is, demographically speaking, the poorest area in the whole uh, state. So we decided that they, they have a great need for medical help. And medical help is a great way to show the community that we care and to prepare the way to present the message of the gospel. So next, please. We, we got it underway, and it was during COVID, and it was very difficult for many reasons, but uh, the Lord allowed us to, to do that, and it's, it's looking like that. You know, it's, it's looking like the design more and more. It even looks better than now. We, we're not finished. Uh, we still have a lot of things to do in the clinic, and uh, we are positive that Lord goes going to provide. We are certain that this is something that He wants, just the way that He has led people to give and help, uh, volunteer, work, and effort, finances. Next, please. And we were able to have the dedication. Even though it's not totally finished, we decided that we, we wanted to start using it. And before using it, we wanted to dedicate it to the Lord, to, to make sure that it's something that is going to represent His love in the community and uh, an open house for people to come. It's not just going to be a clinic. It's going to be a community center. We hope to have an addictions group. Because sadly, even though it's a little town, uh, drugs have gotten into that to the youth there in town. And we have all, all the Christians around to come and, and partake of that. We partner with the local churches in the area. Uh, to enable them to do the ministry day to day uh, with this clinic. Next. And also we have this um, medical RV. And uh, Sandia is a small, but it's still a town. But then you have the villages, uh, very isolated in all the area. And the medical RV allows us to go and provide medical care to those communities that are around. It's a very rough terrain. It's very dry. Uh, nothing grows much. So people have no access and sometimes money to medical care. Next. And also gives the opportunity as we um, go and, and provide medical care to also uh, tell them that there is a healing that is more profound and most important and eternal which is the healing of the soul. 
And, and right here, we're having a community service for those who came. Uh, the guy that is holding the Bible, he's uh, the local preacher there. Uh, we are preaching up out in the open, you know, to the people that came there. So, and the few Christians that come and also help us to have this. So, it creates great opportunities. And you guys are helping us to, to do all this, to be able to have the ministry of the... We call it the ark because you have the animals on the side. And the kids really love that. When you get in town and all the kids think that the circus has come to town. But it's no, it's the Christians. <laughs> and um, that, that is a great opportunity. And all the resources and all the things that we need to do that uh, provide mostly from churches in the States and then some churches in Mexico, some churches from Monterey that are also partnered with us to go there. Because we want to do this as self-sufficient as possible. Uh, but um, like in some cases, like in this medical ministry, we still need a lot of support from, from people like you that has been so willing and so uh, generous to help us. Because uh, maybe not all of you know that, but uh, the church in Leclerc designated a special offering when we were raising funds for the clinic. The clinic was supposed to be $50,000. Uh, we have spent over $75,000, and it's not finished. And then next year, the main project is to equip the clinic. So next, please. So thank you very much. Thank you very much for your help. Many of our, our people that we attend is older people and children. Also, actually, the clinic is being, being used also as a children's club for children in the community to come and learn the Bible lessons and activities and crafts. And, and sometimes we have as many as 40 children. So it's, it's really nice. Um, as I tell you, we want to create some workshops for the community and other things as well. So we are praying that the Lord lead us to see how many more things he wants us to do and use this building for. Thank you very much. And the leadership has graciously invited us to uh, share God's word with you, and we would like to do that. And one of the things we do, like in, in Monterey, uh, we also do church planting in Monterey and a Bible college, and we do other things. But we wanted to, to tell you a little bit about the clinic, because the clinic is something that we've been doing a lot in the last two years since COVID, you know, and, and it's, it's just, just great to tell you a little bit about it. But one of the things we do, and we didn't do it for two years, was VBS in the church, in the local church. We are also the pastors in the local church. We planted that church. Now we're in the process of planting our fourth church and creating a church planting ministry in town, in Monterey. And we have VBS this year, and it was great to see children again in the church, because for a while the government did not allow children in the church, uh, not even people for a while. And then people, but not children, and then it has been a process. But having VBS, it was great. And next, the VBS theme this year was about David, the, no, Daniel. Daniel, and Daniel is a cool story, especially to tell the kids, to tell everybody, because Daniel is, a, is one of the great people in the Bible, and we have a lot to learn from it, and we, we have very important life lessons next in the life of Daniel. And the first one, and, and remember, we are trying to teach all these things to kids, you know, and uh, it was great because, um, you know, in Babylon, the story of Babylon and Daniel in Babylon has 
lions and, and palaces and, and kings and all that, and it's great. And one of the things is that the kids need to know in a very simple way. You need to talk to kids in a very simple way. And the story of Daniel is, is, reminds me a lot of a lot of things that my mom used to tell me. And, and we tell our kids. The first one is we told them, like, they were taken captive into the palace of the king. And they were from the royal family. So uh, I don't know if you noticed that in the story of Daniel, but uh, Daniel and his friends, and we always said, Daniel and his friends, right? But they were probably cousins because they were from the line of David. So they were not only friends, which they were, but they were cousins, they were family. And they supported each other. Uh, and that's part of the story. But they were taken with the purpose to be in the palace of the king, which is very different. So there are two stories in this timeline in the Bible. The story of Ezekiel and preaching and teaching in the, with the exile people, you know, with the Jewish people, with everybody. And then the story of these four men in the palace. And God worked among his people, but he also worked among in the palace. Uh, and that was very important because these men become very influential. And especially uh, to show people in power uh, who's in control and God's in control. And the whole book of Daniel is that God's in control, even though it doesn't seem like it. Now, they were taken into the palace to be in the king's service. And this is one thing that we're trying to impress the kids. We are in the king's service. Uh, and they were trained. Next, please. They were trained and they were taught. Uh, they had a lot of potential, but especially to serve in the king's palace. Uh, and I think we have this great opportunity because we are serving the king, the real king. Because in the story, there's Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, but then there is God. And one of the things that these four uh, young men have to decide is that they're going to serve God. Yes, they're going to serve the king, and they've been brought to serve the king. But ultimately, they are serving God's purposes in the palace of the king. Next. And he was to teach them the language and the literature of the Babylonians, and they changed their name. And, and that's one of the things that you notice in this story. They switch back and forth uh, between their, their Jewish names and their Babylonian names. And the Babylonians continually wants to call them back call them like their Babylonian names. They want to assimilate them. And that's something that the world tries to do with us. Uh, they want us to speak the same language, but we speak a language that is different. We have a lifestyle that is different. And, and this comes in the story later on, next, because they were to be trained for three, three years, and then we brought, and that's, that's a great opportunity because they were supposed to be counselors of the king. And, and, and when Christians have the opportunity to give input to, to the society as in general and to the people in government, that's great because we can bring Christian influence to that. Uh, next. But there was a problem. See? They said, well, 
I want you to feed them out of the king's table. And that sounds really good, because probably the best food around was the king's, right? Now, there was a problem. It wasn't what people will call today kosher. Uh, it was probably like uh, pork shops and things like that there, but they were not allowed to eat. And they have to make a decision that keep their identity. And we struggle with this every day. And the kids struggle very early age with that, to keep either their Christian identity or what the world expects of them. And in this thing, food was, was the thing for them. So they decided not to defile them himself. But to the kids, you cannot use the word defile. So next, there's another word. It is contaminated. Now, contaminated is something that the kids understand, like contaminated water or contaminated food. Like when you're, when you're little and, and you drop something on the floor, your mom doesn't want you to pick it up and eat it, right? Because it's dirty. Now, there is a very nice theological word for that. It's holy. Holy means clean, means not contaminated. It's not dirty. Uh, I remember when, when we were young, in, in Monterey, and during the summer, mom would let us not use shoes and be running around barefoot, and we thought it was great, because Monterey is very hot, so feeling the coolness of the floor, is, it feels really good when it's really hot, but then at night, when we're going to bed, mom will always say, but wash your feet first, and I never understood, why do I have to wash my feet, you know, but what happened? It, any mother will know, well, these kids have been running barefoot. So it's going to get all the sheets dirty and all that. So you have to wash your feet. You have to be clean. The water you drink has to be purified. You have to be clean. And the food also has to be not contaminated. Now, the air, and in Monterey, it's, it's 5 million. And, and it's, it's a beautiful city surrounded by mountains. But the, the pollution stays there. So, there is some warnings about the air not being as clean as it should be. So glad you guys have not that problem. But it's terrible that, 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 that if the air that you breathe is not clean, that causes a lot of problems, allergies, and then really serious sicknesses. So, being not contaminated is very important. It's a concept that we all understand. Well, that's the concept of holiness. And they decided that they were not going to be contaminated, you know, but they decided that they're going to keep a holy life because God, because of God that is holy. Uh, and two things that really strike me there is that they resolved. They make a resolution. They decided, you need to make a decision. This is the line, and I will not cross it. And there is indeed a line, which right now uh, people say, well, there is no line, really. There is no definition of family or a couple or good and bad, or right and wrong. Next, please. And then something extraordinary happens in the story. See, they're being captive. They're practically slaves. It's, it's like high-quality slaves or whatever, high-end slaves. They're going to be the great jobs. Usually, they've been taken for their family and, and taken captive. Um, and they decided they were going to step forward and take a risk. And that is important because as Christians, let's not be deceived. 
we are going to have to take a risk for rejection or for uh, having consequences because of our faith. Uh, it's going to have a price on us. Right? And, and we need to decide. The Lord Jesus said, whoever doesn't take his cross and follow me is not worthy of being my disciple. And you, you only have to see the life of Jesus, see how many risks he took. Just going through Samaritan land, that, that was a, a risk. People avoided to do that. It was risky. They didn't want that. And so many times the Lord takes risks to reach out people. But it says, God has caused the official to show favor and compassion. And that, those are two things that we need to show, favor and compassion. And favor is when somebody does something nice for you that you need. You need a favor. You need something. And, and when God favors you, is that means that God is a, a, a God that is benevolent, that is loving. And people outside have the idea that God is a God, condemning God, the God of wrath that is ready to punish us. God is, is long-suffering, and he is, His mercy is great, and His love is great, and people need to know that. Uh, and He said that God caused these people to have favor and compassion. Uh, when we go to Sandia, and people wonder, what are you doing here? Nobody comes here. He said, well, it's, it's God sent us here. God wants you. God loves you. And he's not far from you. And you need, to ho you need to show favor and compassion because we have been shown favor and compassion. And that's the kind of God that we represent. A God that favors us and is very compassionate. Next. And then the other thing, and I told you, it reminds me uh, the words of my mother. Have good friends. Your company defines you. And that's something that our mothers used to say. You know, be careful uh, who your friends are. And that's very true. We need a community of friends. God created us as a social, social beings that need interaction. And one of the things about COVID is isolation was rampant. It still is. Uh, as a matter of fact, a lot of the kids that have been raised during this time, they lack social skills. We need to teach them the principles of living with each other. There is a lot of angry people uh, around. And the world is a more violent place. But we need to show people favor and compassion through a community that is supporting. Um, sometime during the, the telling of the story, it changes from Daniel to us. Because three friends, which is actually, I told you, cousins probably, decided to join him and be with him. And that's important. The church is the group of people that is with us when nobody else is. When the world criticizes us and persecutes us, maybe not in a physical way, but in a social way or even emotional way, but we, we have people that stand by us and says, we, yeah, we will follow you. We will support you in this way of life, of holiness. Uh, next, please. 
seek out those who seek God. See, we need to find people that, like the songwriter said, uh, I'll be glad to those, with those who said, let's go to the house of the Lord. Those who will support us in trying to follow God. Now, do you think that four young men were the only ones from the royal family in Judah taken into Babylon? No, kings used to have a lot of children. You know, it's a bunch of them. But why only four are recorded here? Because the other ones were assimilated. Only these four remained uh, faithful to God and kept their identity. And that's the other thing. Look for God's wisdom. This is a matter of wisdom. See, you, you, the people that you spend with, time with, with will define who you are. And if you're going to do the right thing, you need people to help you to do the right thing, not people that is trying to get you the other way. And there's going to be plenty of those. I, I think you know that. So, search for God's wisdom and be around a community that believes in God. That's why coming to church is so important. And, and right now, there's so many people that are still very comfortable being home. But, but yes, maybe you can receive to a certain degree being home, but you cannot give. That's the thing. You need to come and give and, and work with people. Next, please. And then, you know, uh, in BBS, you always have a song, have several songs, but have like the theme song. And this year, we had a really good song. It's still on my head. BBS songs do not go away until a month or two later. You know, if you work on BBS, you know what I'm talking about. Because you hear it, I hear it, then you have to rehearsal first, and then you have to sing it every day, many times. And the song we have this year is being 10 times better. And I really liked it because the text is that when they were brought to the king, they were found to be 10 times better. Next, please. In every matter of wisdom and understanding that the king asked, they were 10 times better than all the other counselors. And that's something that kids really excited to be 10 times better. God's way is 10 times better. 10 times better than anything. It's the best way to live. Not being contaminated to the world, watching the air you breathe, the food you eat, the water you drink will keep you healthy. But living a holy life will get you closer to the God that is holy. And we will prepare you for the, for the world that He will create. Um, the Bible says that things will get worse and worse in this world. Uh, things will not get better. Now, we need to fight for them to get better. But the main thing is prepare world, prepare the, the people in this world for the new world, for the heaven, for the new heaven and earth. And, and that's teaching them how to live now the way we're going to live there. Face to face with a God that is holy, in which sin is no more, or death, or sicknesses, or violence. A perfect world that we created to begin with. Next. So, live with wisdom. And the wisdom of God will make you ten times better than anybody else. 
Be a positive influence. Be, a, be an influence for God in this world. He surely needs it. God has given us here to be a positive influence, to show them favor and compassion. As we talk about favor and compassion, we need to sing to praise the Lord, praise the God that is for His goodness and mercy. And that is a very important part of worship to recognize all the good things that God has done for us. And singing is just a great way. As I told you in the BBS song, stays in your head. Singing to God is, reminds you and gives you the thoughts of the goodness and mercy of our Lord. So let's worship God. <laughs> 